Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for the opening, the, the opening drive. All right, Dan, so as we've been talking about, since the last time the Bears were on the field, they have traded their uh, leading tackler, the leading tackler in the NFL, and they have traded for somebody who gives them another weapon on offense and chase Claypool in, Roquan Smith out. Uh, Robert Quinn, by the way, in Philadelphia since that Patriots game that we last talked about when everything seemed very different. How have the Bears mentally handled this week? Because it's upheaval, change, difficult for veteran teams to handle. Got to be a challenge for a young team like the Bears, even though they do have some veterans who – uh, have this has not gone unnoticed in that locker room. No question. And I've appreciated the defensive leaders on this football team, most notably newly appointed captains, Eddie Jackson and Justin Jones, as well as Jalen Johnson being as candid and open as they've been with their feelings this week to kind of describe the, the whirlwind of emotion and the roller coaster that they've been on. I thought it was really interesting to hear Eddie say on uh, Wednesday afternoon, I guess it was that look, you know, the, the, the young players, are looking around the locker room saying, yo, did, did this really happen? You know, what's going on here? And Eddie realizes his place now in year six of, of having to be the guy that, 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 puts everybody's mind at ease, right? And tries to get them back to normal while still acknowledging that, that he himself was in his words, in disbelief, shocked, you know, when Roquan Smith was traded early in the week. And so there is that level of surprise, that level of shock, that level of disbelief that they're trying to still get their brains around while also realizing that they've got, business to tend to. And in the NFL, the business is usually uh, very, very demanding. Right. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that. Uh, You know, like I said, we did we did have a, a, a lot to uh, sift through in the locker room this week. And, and we'll get to a, a, a bit of that here in a moment. I'm just curious how, how, how you feel the, the emotional challenge is going to present itself, particularly this week in a game that, that requires some sharp attention on Sunday. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I want to be consistent. I think that the emotional toll is worth noting, and certainly you can't ignore it because these are human beings and they talk about it. We ask about it. We want to know how much they miss Roquan Smith, how they're going to move on without him, how are they going to accept Chase Claypool. There's a lot of uh, the, the big human dynamic, which you can't b- ignore. But when stuff like this happens, I also think that I don't know if that gets overstated, but when you have a team that whose margin for error already is as thin as the Bears' margin for error is, 
sometimes we overstate or it really doesn't matter how emotional they are about this. They could handle this in the most mature way possible. They could cope in a way that is you want to chronicle and, and present at clinics. They could be the model of maturity. And Dan, I don't think it would matter. I don't think it's going to make them any quicker and able to cover Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's going to make them any more physical at the point of attack to stop the run. I don't think it's going to make them any uh, better blockers or runners or passers. So I think the emotional part is important, but I don't think that it's going to matter. I'm with you on 98% of that. I will say that when you hear a team captain like Eddie Jackson say that he had the thought in his head this week of saying, what are we playing for? Is the vision upstairs still the same as we have as players? It tells you that there's a level of... uh, early disconnect, right? Like you can create the connection again if you're if you're Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and the other coaches in this building to try to get that connection reconnected. But when you have players sort of uh, thrown off in, in the way that players were thrown off here over the last two weeks, it, it, it does create a need for troubleshooting. It does create a need for leadership. It does create a need to get guys back on the same page of of how we're going to approach this now, how we're going to rally together. And I think that'll be be really, really interesting to see, uh, not only Sunday, but for the next three or four weeks as they get used to their new reality. No doubt about it. And I think that's where I think is it's a very fine line. It's a, del- a delicate balance to strike. You're on parallel tracks here. What I'm referring yeah. to is that it not mattering when you're playing the Miami Dolphins in that offense. Sure, right? sure, I don't, sure. I don't think you're, you're going to be able to muster any sort of resolve that's going to make you any better defending Tyreek Hill deep, right? But if you're Eddie Jackson, you have to remember that even though the reality is as harsh as it, as it has now become, that you have, you have a, a, another responsibility here. You are creating a culture. I thought it was really interesting. Our guy Big Z wrote a column, and he talked to a personnel guy that told him this. Yeah. He said, and, he, and he described it this way. He said, at the same time, you want to win. You're trying to build and sustain a culture, but you're also trying to build and sustain a roster. Yep. They almost don't go hand in hand, and that's what I'm talking about. What Eddie Jackson will get to and Jalen Johnson are doing, the leaders of this team are trying to do and have to do and keep in mind is that they're trying to maintain and sustain a culture that this new regime represents and everything about it is good. But the roster is so limited that it won't matter how good they approach this and how how mature they are because it's just there are going to be limitations to that, which is, I think, kind of what Eddie Jackson was alluding to, or at least you heard it in his voice when he said this, when asked about what this week has been like. I'm a player, you know, I, I really don't involve myself what goes on upstairs. You know, I get it, you know, it's year six for me, so I get it. You know, it's, I understand it. You know, it was, you know, a good move, you know, as a, as a GM, you know, to try to get something. But, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, here we build type, different type of relationships. You know, the upstairs people, not you know, they're not down here with us. They're not going to war with us. So, you know, that's kind of become a brotherly bond. You know, it becomes deeper in football. So it's, you know, it kind of it kind of hurts. But like I said, you can't control it. You know, we got to control what we can control. So that's the first page turn, right? It, it, it's the acceptance and it's the it's the you can control what you can control attitude that Eddie Jackson is trying to implement around with his brothers. I did thought think it was notable that Eddie said that when he came out to the walkthrough on Wednesday that you could hear a pin drop, right? It was so quiet and it was quiet because guys were dragging a little bit. It was quiet because Roquan Smith's natural voice was was missing. Just the physical and, and, and emotional presence that he brought out to the field was missing and it was a little strange. And so Eddie had to kind of rally the guys together and say, look, like we've got to be grown 
grown men here. It's time to it's time to understand that this is what we've got and this is what we've got going forward. And so we've got to band together and use this to do our best going forward to continue building what we want to build. I think there is a, a, a mature acceptance from a lot of guys that, OK, you know, the, the general manager is, is doing what he thinks is best to put us in position to win championships down the road. And so we're going to trust that until we realize it's not to be trusted anymore. Right. And so you at least have the initial buy in that they believe in their general manager and their general manager has done enough in being a human being to connect with guys to, to make them feel like he's got the best long term interests of this team at heart. Still, there that, that bridge is it's like, you know, it's one of those rope bridges that gets a little yep. wobbly at time and yep. you got to get to the other side and you can't sprint across it because if you sprint across it, you're in big trouble. And so uh, it'll be really interesting to see where it goes. Another interesting piece of sound out here. I, I, I guess you got a thought and then we'll, we'll, well get to Yeah, I think it's interesting because you said mature acceptance. And I think the most mature part of that, what we heard from Eddie Jackson, and I think throughout the locker room was the acceptance. You heard more acceptance than defiance, right? You heard more resilience than resistance. And you could go either way when you have a, a, a movement like this, when you are uh, being accused of losing for winning. Or yeah. you, when you say you can't win for losing, tell that to Theo Epstein, tell that to you know every team that has tanked the thing that we're not supposed to do. The Miami Dolphins are being penalized <laughs> this weekend's opponent because they were more overt about it. What the Bears have done, I think I refer to it as disaster by design. That's overstating it. It's a nice alliterative, but it, you know you know what I'm talking about. So in that locker room, when you have leaders that are showing an acceptance level, that alone is maturity. And I think there's a reality that they have grudgingly maybe accepted, but it's there. And I think you heard that from Eddie Jackson, and I think you're uh, – you heard that from Jalen Johnson when you talked to him this week. Yeah, so it was, I, I, listen, like Jalen has been one of my favorite people since he got here, even over Zoom in 2020 during the pandemic year, because he's so very thoughtful. He's so very engaging. He's very honest with almost all of his answers. And so he was sort of re revealing to us on Wednesday afternoon in the locker room how he learned of the trade to Roquan Smith. And he said he was leaving Hallis Hall on Monday afternoon, and and, and he saw the news, and he, he, he basically froze. And he was asked for his initial reaction, and he gave it three letters. WTF were Jalen Johnson's three letters for that. And, and, and that was the, the reaction of a lot of guys in this building. And so I followed up and I asked Jalen, you know, how do you go about moving through WTF when you've got to when you've got to get back to the business of football? Here was that exchange. I mean, I got the number one and number four wide receiver. So, I mean, I love Roquan, but I got some dogs coming to town at the end of the day. So, I mean, my, my mind went from that situation to now what I can do to do my job better, what I can, what plays I can make this upcoming Sunday. So, yeah, right. I mean, good stuff from the third yeah. year cornerback who understands like, look, like if I take three or four seconds to feel sorry for myself and this team. I'm losing time to prepare for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and the rest of this Dolphins offense, and I better really get back down to business really quickly. Nobody is going to care about how much that Jalen Johnson is up against it and how how shorthanded the Bears are when it's third and nine and he he's feeling Tyreek Hill on him quicker than any receiver has been on him all season long. Look, and Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill coming in, this is the most dangerous one-two tandem that they have played this season, statistically and I think otherwise, Dan. And they have played Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. That may be a good debate, but the numbers say the Dolphins come into town, the most dangerous tandem the Bears have faced, and Jalen Johnson has no time for self-pity. 
and no. he he knows that, and I think he accepts that, and that was that was a fun bite. Well, and that's where you need coaching leadership as well, in addition to player leadership, to to just set a course every single day and every single uh, segment of every day to, to make sure guys are locked in and going. Uh, we also had a chance on Thursday to hear from defensive coordinator Alan Williams, who obviously has a job that is much more difficult now than it was two weeks ago, losing his two defensive captains in Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, uh, now having to adjust, now having to, to try to groom Jack Sanborn to be ready to play meaningful NFL snaps, trying to find other answers, maybe moving Nick Morrow over to the weak side linebacker position and and shuffling some things up to, to just figure out how they can squeeze results out of this. But I also asked Alan Williams today, look, like we talked to the players all week about their their reactions to these trades, their reactions to picking themselves up. You, you know, what is it for you that allows you to, to process everything that's gone on, understanding that you're the defensive coordinator and the leader of all these guys? Here was Alan Williams' answer. Life. Uh, I would say uh, 10 or 15 years ago, uh, I'd be bummed and it would linger on for for a long time. Now I'm still bummed, uh, but I recover a, a lot quicker uh, mentally. Um, so I uh, I know that in the NFL, these things do do happen. Uh, that's the, the the bad part of it. Uh, but now it's time to uh, as you get. I'd say older, a little bit more experienced. Um, you you don't let those things linger because people are counting on me. Uh, my guys are counting on me to go, hey, uh, what is what type of attitude is Coach bringing into the room? Is uh, is he in the tank or does he have a healthy perspective of, of what's gone on? And I try to bring a, a healthy perspective to uh, to losing guys and and still uh, acknowledge it. Uh, and then move on in a positive direction. So, David, the, the, the six words for me that are the headline of that soundbite are my guys are counting on me, right? And that's got to be the collective attitude of every single player and coach in this building. My guys are counting on me. I have to do this for the other guys that are around me. And that's the only way they're going to survive. Look, we talked about this at the outset. They have nine more games. They have 10 more weeks. They've got to lock in and stay locked in until the middle of January with all these things that have gone on around them. And so it's 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 a challenge, but my guys are counting on me, right? Like that's what you have to come back to each and every single day to get yourself up, get yourself in the building, get your work done, get your, your, your yourself ready to, to produce Deuce on game days, whether you're a coach or a player, my guys are counting on me. I love football coaches. <laughs> I, I mean, I love football coaches. I can't help it. I, I, I speak the language and I, I'm all in and I've been all in since I was 12 years old. I, I love the way Alan Williams approached this. I think that everything that he said, the only thing I disagreed in, uh, with him the, the, when he was at the podium <laughs> was the fact that he thinks that they're better without Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. And he's basically said that because he has to say that. Correct. And the way that he is maintains a positive public face, no matter how discouraged he must feel. And he may go home and, you know, bemoan the reality that he now has inherited. And he's got to get Jack Sanborn ready to, you know, go up against this dolphin uh, offense. He's not going to, he's going to be a step and a half behind possibly. And yet, I like everything he said and, and the way that he said it. Alan Williams has been nothing but impressive to me. I know they're not a very good defense, and I even think they could be among the worst in the league in the second half of the season. I might have even gone that far on the radio and called them the worst <laughs> in, a fit, in a fit of overreaction. But, but I don't think it's because of the way they're coached. I think this is a very well-coached team. I think they have their challenges ahead of them. But what what he said 
was what I would want my defensive coordinator to say when faced with reality without your best linebacker, without your best pass rusher, and having to face this challenge. Yeah, rah-rah speeches aren't going to get this thing on, on track. What's going to get this on track is determined effort. My guys are counting on me effort, right? That that's it. And 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 look, like you know that 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 goes beyond football, right? And and right. when you're part of a team that that you feel united with and connected to, and you're willing to to go the extra mile to make success a, a, a better reality, then then you, you're onto something. And the Bears have to figure out how to make that happen. Understanding that there's a longer term vision beyond 2022, but that you can't just scratch 2022 out of the uh, calendar and say, let's just flip the page to the next training camp because you still have to go through the steps of building a winning culture and a winning program. Even if the results on game days don't turn out to, to be winning results. Well, let's flip the page and make our predictions and look at the numbers game.